Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to sally forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off, down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. All right, so so we're going to play a game where I stick my hand into a bucket and pull out a hat. No. I stick my hand into a bucket and I stick my hand into a rabbit and I pull out a hat. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to stick my hand into a rabbit, pull out a hat, and answer questions. That's or correct. they're not really questions. They're more statements that I will respond to. They're they're one-worded things. Um <laughs> They're prompts. They're prompts. That's what they are. And they will prompt me properly into conversing. So I, I'm going to have half an hour to, to answer these, and uh, you can you can chime in and say whatever you like as well. Uh, all right. So let's let's get started. Mix it up really really well. Megan's oh. stirring the pot. Yep. Again. Let's see what I got. Ooh, I got music. Music, music, music. Oh, so fun. If you listened to our New Year's resolution one, Are They Worth a Bother? Um, is the proper way to say that title, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you. <laughs> or, you or you can say, like, Bava. Are They Worth a Bava? Uh, we've been watching a lot of uh, Jamie Oliver, and he doesn't say his THs. It's like a V, so it's like, Oh, it's not worth a Bava. I'm like, What the heck are you talking about, man? <laughs> I'm just gonna fling it in here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Which I'm not. I know he he plays up his Britishness because I think yeah. that's partly his shtick. But we're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I love music, and I have started making music again, which is very exciting. I've taken piano off and on for since I was four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's hard. When you, you when you have actually a parent who's a, a music teacher, it's always hard to actually like get lessons consistently. Yeah, why do you think that is? It's it's the same thing. Like, why is the builder's house falling apart? Like, why why does the the car mechanic have the car that's not working? Like, it's just that I don't I I can't explain it. Yeah, the cobbler's children have no shoes. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's yeah, I don't know, and like also like I'm kind of flighty and like oh now i'm doing something else <laughs> new hobby this new hobby is like it's not working yeah. pivot <laughs> next thing uh so i've started going and actually like the my biggest hang-up which is it's like wow that's kind of a basic hang-up is is reading um the bass cleft okay right if you're playing piano the left hand duly do's unless you, know. you get a left-handed piano in which case it's the right hand mm. what they, they, you can string a piano any way you want. That's true, and you can write music any way you want because, like, you can write it where it's both. Um, yeah. Treble clef. Right. You're just like now your notes are above the. Yeah. Above the clef or below yeah. the clef. So, but I don't know. Reading, reading music is is tricky. Uh, so that's and I, I think too for for me. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, they should know. Yes, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, know what I'm talking about. Indeed, verily. Yay, verily, yay. Reveal 
I've always had a hard time, like, what, whenever I'm learning something, I, I need to be motivated by what, like, I'm learning. Like, for me, it's not enough to learn the skill of playing piano and reading the notes. I have to want to play a certain piece of music, which seems pretty basic, but, like, for me, like, the theory books and the, the you know, like, the primers of, like, oh, you go through the grades and you play whatever is the next piece, they're very valid, and I should probably be doing them. Mm-hmm. But for me right now, it's not very fun. So I found a book of folk music that we had. And a lot of it is actually pretty accessible to play. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've been working through. And I've been really enjoying it. I'm pretty good at green sleeves at this point. Nice. Uh, and also what's making it fun too is I, like, I'm just kind of plain. I'm not really making rules. And I'm, I'm probably not learning it properly. But I'm just kind of going for it. As and long as you keep your wrists high. Oh, yes. Um, which is hard because I actually have very small hands. And so sometimes I have to really drop my wrist in order to reach notes. Yeah. So whatever. I'm making I'm making happy noises and I'm enjoying it. So I just keep playing as many pieces. If I get bored with a piece and I, I try to figure out the new one, cause that like really makes me happy. I don't know why. Right now, like that figuring out that puzzle, like I can play something really poorly, but I'm like, I played it to the end. Moving on. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> So I can put like wrong rhythm, you know, like clunky playing pieces over and over again. That's uh, that's kind of what's making my brain happy right now. I learned it. Moving on. <laughs> Next. So and that's so that's I'm making music. I'm hoping I'm going to continue with that, and I, I hope to pick up the guitar again. Haha, <laughs> little little pun there. A for little guitar. guitar pun. But it is hard to work up the 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 hand strength and the calluses. So I'm I'm not too eager about that. I'm going to just focus on piano because that's a lot easier for me just physically to play. Mm -hmm. And then for music I've been listening to, well, I mean, it, it always varies, but I got a CD collection about um, from Korngold, and it's some of his symphonic work and also some of his movie work. And it's really great stuff. To, to listen to is really fun. It really gets you going. It's like, it's like that, you know, Captain yeah. Blood and... Robin Hood.
even his symphonic works, it has like this this air of like adventure, and at least the piece that I have is yeah. like, yes, I want to go conquer. So it's it's been really fascinating, and also you realize how much John Williams has stolen from that man. Yeah, and you're like, that's really it's really fun to see any art, but like especially when you like pare down, like niche niche down. Even though I hate the word niche, I think niches should only be reserved for nooks. for for nooks in a house, like and that's crannies. a niche. Yeah, nooks and crannies. Yes, it can be called a niche. I I I, I, I once called a house the original uh, English muffin. What? Yeah, because it had so many nooks and crannies. <laughs> uh, Nobody understood my joke, and it made me feel very sad. What? They didn't read the package, obviously. Exactly. Everybody bought off-brand English <gasps> muffins. That's what the problem was. They didn't have the original uh, nooks and crannies. And Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Wow, and you don't know the original See anymore. what happens when you buy off-brand food, then all of a sudden you don't get high art jokes mm-hmm. later on in life and that that's the consequences that you have is to pay the consequence for. i know it's, it's it's worth the money up front indeed <laughs> next question okay prompt piece of paper okay moving forward we're moving forward food and drinks food and drinks oh. all right now we're drinking coffee we are we drinking need to coffee it's buzz up our brains really a bit. really good yeah we're enjoying a nice coffee time here which i love having coffee with coconut oil in it and i i get my frother whipper thing yep it's so good. Uh, and now I, I find that it, it doesn't coffee doesn't taste as good. And the reason well, why having added fat to your coffee makes it taste better is because fat is the one of the main ways that your brain registers taste. Yes. So when I add it, I'm not really tasting coconut, but it brings out like chocolate. So to me, like when I drink it, to me it tastes like mocha. Like it mm-hmm. tastes like this chocolate roast deepness smooth like it, it's not i don't like it brings out coffee. more complexity to it as yeah well. i think uh, just now you saying this just sparked a thought in me is that this may be why people like adding uh creamer not only does it soften the bitter taste but creamer has fat in it yes but it also has sugar also sugar i okay so i was just gonna bring up the creamer thing okay because mom accidentally bought creamer like dairy free creamer i think she bought thought she was buying dairy free whipping cream okay but it ended up being vanilla creamer yeah and so i was like you know what let me just try it you Mm -hmm. know like see what this creamer thing is all about right and so i did and i and i'm like I i tried it and i'm like i don't honestly i don't get it i don't think it tastes good i think it tastes like a completely different drink yeah. I think if you're drinking coffee with creamer, it should be like creamy fur. Creamy. <laughs> or some different name. Because, like, to me, it did not, like, it was a vanilla flavored, you know, mildly sweetened. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really care for it. And I don't know if it's because it has, like, maybe, like, some other stuff in it as well, like, synthetic yeah. stuff that I was kind of like, kind of like, what is that on my tongue? I feel so funky. But it tastes different to me. And I, I thought the same, I was thinking along the same lines as you. It's like, oh, it's, you know, fat. You know, it's going to make it taste just this, you know. Better. Better. I thought it just kind of diluted and made the coffee more, 
I made for me. I made the coffee more one note. So yeah, that's that's my coffee, <laughs> which I'm enjoying, and also I'm making more kombucha. I made this cherry orange one. It's set can fermenting right now, but I think it's gonna be so good. Cherry and orange. So what was the cherry? Was it fresh cherry, frozen cherry? Frozen cherries, frozen tart cherries. Okay. And so I just cooked it until it was really soft. Well, I'm really excited it. about somebody finding uses for cherries because yes! eventually I will have buckets loads of cherries. Oh, I love I love it. I I like cherries flavored things or like cherry juice. What's weird is I like cherries when they're real cherries, mm-hmm. but I really detest cherry flavored candy and and, like the, the, and the maraschino cherries. Yeah, I, the only thing is like with maraschino, like sometimes there as there's a special kind. I think they're called Luxardo. Luxardo okay. maraschino cherries. Anyways, they're in a really dark colored syrup. They're not like the bright red. Okay. Right, red. And sometimes, like if you get a go to like a fancy restaurant, you'll get them in like a um a, a whiskey sour. Okay. Or a bourbon. What was what that called? A whiskey sour. I think so. Lemon. Yeah. No. Huh. Hmm. I don't know what that. <laughs> what's that drink called that I get? It has the egg in it. And they whip it up and it has bourbon in it. And it's the delicious. slogan fizz. No. Oh. It has yeah. <laughs> bourbon in it. I think it's called a whiskey sour, but then I like to have it with bourbon. Okay. I think that's what it's called. Well, bourbon is a kind of whiskey. Yeah, but bourbon's better. So It is the best of all whiskeys. Okay. Best of all possible worlds. And dream of all the wine and lonely girls in this best of all possible worlds. I'm moving on. I'm tired of you. It's like your piano pieces. We didn't. We, <laughs> we, we might not have done that subject very well, but we got we got through we it. We got through it and we're done. <laughs> yeah. Next page. Okay. Tools. Oh, this is w- interesting. Because uh, I put that in. Because I. Wanted I know. To, yeah. I actually do. I do have uh, a tool that I would say is very very much worth it. Is a furls crochet hook. Uh, I. Every once in a while, switch over to like a Susan Boyle's, just like the the classic metal hook, and I'm always struck by how difficult it is actually to use. Uh, so I I do really appreciate my furls. I I think it's amazing that it took so long for somebody to start marketing them. Yeah, yeah, and there's still a pretty like relatively small business. Well, I can't believe there's not more copycats there there are more now where they have like the chunkier handles and i should i should try more i just really like the shape i see a lot of them are it's like it's a metal hook and it just like has a bulbous so it's like that harsh yeah and i i think partly it is aesthetic that i really do like how the furls look so and the the wood ones are handmade and everything yeah they're hand turned and everything and so you ha- they have a bunch of different types now. They keep adding more. And right now they're really pushing their streamlines, which is their cheapest. So mm-hmm. I understand why they're pushing that. Yeah. Uh, it's about $20. I got, I think there was their bamboo one. And the handle's very comfortable. The only thing is that I really did not like how the head was shaped on that one. That really is not, and uh, I mean, I should, their customer service is great, by the way. So I maybe should talk to them. Because I had issues with another hook, which I bought their, they're called their candy stripe or their candy. Anyways, it's like their, their heritage wood one or like their, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what heirloom wood ones, whatever yep. they call it. The really expensive ones, the $80 ones, Yeah. but they make it out of resin. And what kept happening is because I had such a small one, um, small gauge or small size is that the head kept snapping when I was doing amigurumi, which granted does 
put a little bit more stress on the hook, but it shouldn't have snapped. Right. It would just snap in the middle of a stitch. So then I would ask them for a replacement, and then it happened twice, and they were super good about it. And then they were out of the size. So I'm like, you know what? Let me try different hooks. So they gave me store credit, and so I got a streamline. And like I said, the, the tip also is splitting. So then I was I was using a pretty snaggy yarn, and it was just like making those splits worse. Okay. So I don't really know what's up with the streamline. So is the streamline metal? Well, they have streamline in wood, which is what I got. Okay. And then they have a streamline in resin, which okay. I have not tried. Okay. So I should probably try those. Those are the really popular ones all of a sudden, at least that I've seen really focusing on Instagram. I should probably try those. Because, I, like I said, I like the shape of the streamline, but there was the, the head started splitting. And I didn't like that it was a longer, sharper hook. Okay. That, that the head was sharper. So I got the streamline, but on that, that credit, I also got a Odyssey. And when I tell you that this is the best hook I've ever used, I've used a lot of hooks. Believe me, I've done a lot of things with crochet. Like, if you want to make amigurumi, you have to buy this hook. So I bought a... 3.75 Odyssey hook. And that's the one with the metal head. And that has a metal head. Okay. And it has this gorgeous handle. Now, people complain it's too heavy. I love that it's heavy. Because when you're doing those tiny stitches, they tend to seize up on you. And it can be hard to get your hook in. And you really have to push. But because you have that extra weight behind it, and because you have a perfectly shaped metal head... Mm-hmm. It slides in there so easily. It takes way less effort. Mm-hmm. And I I almost, I, I think I'm, it's hard to say what I would prefer. I do love my wood ones. But there is something about that smooth, slippery metal mm-hmm. that's really nice. And so I, and, and they're also, I think, half the cost of the, of the wood ones. Gotcha. They're like 30 or $40, something like that, in that range. And I would buy more of those in different sizes. But I think especially if you're doing small hooks, yeah, it's so it's, nice. It's kind of the best of all possible worlds, right? And dream of all the wine and lonely girls in this best of all possible worlds. Because it's got the metal head that's all slippy and strong, yeah. and then it's got the wooden handle that feels good. Well, it's not a wooden handle. It's a resin handle, but it's the oh, same okay. shape. Like, okay. it's it's that ergonomic. And what I really like is that the metal slowly tapers to get bigger. Mm-hmm. So what I don't like is I, I like using the whole shaft of, of the hook to control my tension. Okay. So if you when I push it farther down the, the, the hook, farther down the shaft, it makes that stitch tiny bit bigger yeah and so i like to slide the whole thing in and slide it out and i like it when it tapers because like what i was saying like some other hooks is like they're the same and then they have a big handle yeah but this one it kind of blends yeah into the handle which is not only way more attractive but i like the the feel in the in using it that way so definitely if you crochet furls is the way to go and crocheting is not an expensive sport just right. invest in that. You're invest gonna, in good tools. I mean, that's the like, thing. Like you're going to be about... able to do it way longer too. You're you're going to have less hand cramping. 
And yeah. you're just going to be way more comfortable. You know how expensive, uh, what, what's that surgery for? Um, not triggered, Oh, carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel surgery is? Yeah. The funny thing is it doesn't even work. I know. Carpal tunnel is what? Kind of a myth or something like that? I so don't know. So it is, I'm not a doctor. So what I understand from people I listen to is that essentially you're overdeveloping the closing muscles and the closing uh, tendons of your hands. It's really good at gripping. And then you don't have, you have too weak of muscles and tendons on the opposing side, right? Because you can open and close your hand. Well, you don't practice opening your hand enough. Ah. And then that, that strain becomes apparent and then basically your hand gets clenched and it starts tightening down on a nerve. Buy good tools and avoid carpal tunnel. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, pretty much. No, I, I love my furls. It's definitely worth the investment. So, And they, they, they've added, the furls started with the really expensive ones. But you can find any price range now on there. Yeah. I think their their cheapest one is like 15, 20 bucks. So it's really not that bad. And you're, you're going to be able to use it forever. It's not ever going to go bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is the one I put in. <laughs> Close. Oh. Well, I'm glad you get to answer your own question. Things worn. <laughs> Things worn out? Things worn out. No, I'm just very excited that this, this happened. Um, no, I'm just I'm taking delight in also if you if you listen to our previous podcast, you know that I, I want to embrace the 18th century again, because uh, if you grow up in Philadelphia, that's kind of where you're at. Like that's I mean, there's civil war, but like, yeah, you're you're going to be you're living in 1770 ish, yeah. you know, for a, for a lot of your adventures. And so I went thrift. Shopping, thrift store, thrift store shopping. Thrifting. Thrift. I went thrifting. That, that's the verb you're looking for. Is it no? So I went thrifting, and I went thrifting with your wife Michelle, and I, uh, we were shopping, and she was done, and I'm like, no, you have to try this on. I'm terrible that way. I don't really, I'm not, I'm not aggressive about buying clothes for myself, but I was like, you need to try this. Go back in there, and so she was trying something else, and I'm just like, la la la, and just standing here waiting la 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 and then all of a sudden uh, in the corner of my eye I I see this this green thing and it's it's this kind of it's the boogeyman no it's the the kind of green that I'm terribly attracted to right now it's kind of like this olive olive foresty foresty mossy yeah just a nice green yeah not like uh, a green like the grass kind of green but green like the, the deep woods kind of green yes and not yeah exactly so it's a very very lovely green and I, I look at it and I'm like oh it's a vest let's see if that fits and it fits so beautifully and it's what's really cool about it is that it's a little bit longer so you have a little bit more of that waistcoat yeah. feel yeah and it also closes a little bit higher so it's not you know like a lot of vests like nowadays like even like yeah. for men's suits it's got quite a low cut yeah, yeah. low v because you want to show off the tie Oh, but is that is, why? Yeah. You oh, want to show off you, your expensive ties. Oh, when you're wearing a cravat, that doesn't matter. Right, because it's all up here. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a little bit higher, and it has, oh, it's just gorgeous. And then it has these old tiny buttons. Okay. So like kind of a, a military uniform-esque button little, that's kind of like Kind of like a, like a brass. Kind of, yeah, like a brushed brass. And it's just the, the way it's cut. It has four buttons instead of three, again, like with that higher cut, and it's a little bit longer, and it has these really nice pockets. And I just put that on. I'm like, 
this this is what I was going for watching me walk around here we come walk down the street we get funniest looks from everyone we meet hey hey we're the monkeys and people say we monkey around but we're too busy singing to put anybody down we'll say like oh yeah that's definitely 18th century but to me in my little brain. You, you you think of it. I think of it. Like, it's reminiscent of. And then I, I wear my, my silk scarf, which you can get one in the Ducks Never Waver Etsy shop. And I, I uh, make it into a tube, and then I tie it around my neck like a cravat. Nice. And I stick it in there, and because it's a little bit higher up, it fits in so perfectly. So I, I'm like, ooh, I look, I look quite fancy. <laughs> and I, I quite enjoy it. So that, find. that's... That's my, my find, and I, I'm looking for more pieces like that. Oh, I still have time. Look at us go. We've even, like, taken... Going right along. Sneasel breaks as well. Okay, what did I get here? Please be a good one. Please be a good one. Oh, I'm thankful for. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, let's Your see. Your brother. Yes, I mean, that goes without saying. Without saying. Yeah, I, I can't even say it because it... Goes without <laughs> saying. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> uh, oh, there's so many things to be thankful for. I think I'm just always grateful for my my parents and the friendship that has has grown. I think is is really lovely as you become an older child. How you can become more friends with your parents and that the the relationship changes a little bit. That there's I don't know. It's just it just changes, and it's very beautiful. And also, just all the help that I get from them. Living at home has serious perks, and yeah. But uh, no, they're just always there to support me, and emotionally and physically. And so I, I'm really thankful for them and all that they do. Especially like with chronic pain, you need a little extra hand here and there, and sometimes a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so they they deal with they deal with all of it in stride, and I I'm very thankful for that. TV shows. Oh my goodness. I could go on for days. So ask the right person the right question. I could go on for days. So like I could list every TV show that you should watch ever, like that I have ever watched. <laughs> but maybe I should refrain myself to uh just what I'm currently watching maybe or do you want to pick like I, I need I need you to like narrow this Edwin. Like you you need to ask a more specific like a genre, a like what All right, so what help me out here. What should I watch next? What should you watch okay, next? No, actually, there's this show I've heard of, and I want you to tell us about it so that I can determine whether I want to start it or not. Rumpled of the Bailey. Ooh, yes. So currently, I think we're, I'm in the third or fourth season. It's, it's a British show, so like the seasons are all wonky. Okay. Like, in like, we, you know, like how like a syndicated show, like we're like, oh yeah, it has like. 15 to 20 episodes, right? And that's yeah. a season. That's not how it, how it works. Um, so they their seasons are kind of weird. I think they have about nine in a season. And they're longer. They're about an hour, hour long. I think they're like 50, 55 minutes long. So, Rumpel of the Bailey. Rumpel is a defense lawyer at, at this old Bailey. And he 
is not ambitious in the way that people want him to be ambitious. He he's a character. He's a he's a curmudgeonly old man who goes against the grain. Like I I think he's and he's but he when I say he's a curmudgeonly old man, that's just the stage he's in when you're watching him. It's not like he ever went with it and he's changed, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he's just always been, he's going to do what he's going to do. And he doesn't conform to, to what people want him to, to the, to the norms because people want him to go for judge and people want him to go for this senior partner. And he want, you know, they, they want him to go for all these things and he's not interested because he wants to just lawyer these people like this what he finds interesting and so he has uh his his wife as uh, she who must be obeyed she who must be obeyed okay and she she's that, always i think that's him. all wives have that yeah title. exactly yeah she who must be obeyed he's just really witty and funny he's very poetic and what i what i like too is that you get privy of his internal dialogue so he'll be talking to a judge and he's like oh of course old sweetheart of course you're gonna say that and so you kind of get an inkling of like what he's thinking inside his head and then you hear what he's actually saying to to the to the judge and to the jury and and rumple is just yeah he's just a very learned man he just really cares but he's he's a different man and i think it's fun to watch him traverse everybody who's normal like you know like everybody's like has their normal like oh we need to have a house in the country and he's like well why and he's kind of like questioning those things and one thing i really find fascinating about about rumple is because he's older everybody's trying to push him out okay that's a lot of the episodes that happened in the second season i i believe where they keep trying to force him to retire. And he's like, you're welcome to think what you want to think. I'm just going to keep going. There's even an episode where they throw him a retirement party. They all go in on a, like, a very fancy clock and get it engraved. And he's just like, oh, thank you. And I look forward to many more years at the Bailey. And <laughs> thank you for the sweet token of your appreciation. And they're like, oh, no. And even Helga, his wife, is like, What? No, so it's it's interesting. Like he's always keeping people on their toes. There's some really sweet episodes of where he helps young lawyers, junior lawyers, where they, especially uh, there's two women, so like they that he helps, and so he kind of takes them under their wings, and he knows exactly what ails them. So like there's one there's like he needs to cream her in in court, and then she's like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, no, I, and I, I think it's just really well written. Uh, Leo McKern is a wonderful actor. It's it's just, he makes it come alive, and it's sweet. Sweet, not in a, not in like, oh, it's sweet and wholesome. I just mean, like, it's more like a loving show. Like, they love the character, I think is what it is. Like, it, okay. it comes across... And you get the the author at the beginning of, of each show, because these are all based off of... Oh, I forget what his name is. Editing Megan here to tell you that the name of the author is John Mortimer. There you go. Anyways, this uh, the author who wrote Rumpel, 
stories from Paul the Bailey. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of gives an introduction. He's like, I was thinking this when I was writing this story. And then he okay. has, you know, and like you get a really good picture also into the, the English justice system. Oh, good. Which is That's different fine. than the, the Americans. So it's really fun also to have like yeah. the comparison of like, oh, yeah. what's going on. So there, I would There really, is no uh, presumption of innocence. Uh, I would also su- suggest like if you want to show that has, that doesn't have threads, like it. It's very episodic. It's episodic. Like they they refer back to other cases, so it it would. Oh dear! There goes my timer. It would behoove you to watch it from the beginning, but it's not one where you have to keep up with it regularly. And like, oh, forget you forget the plot line, and they're like, oh man, we're just not going to get back into this show. You can take a break from it, is what you're saying. Yeah, you can take a break from it, but it's still yeah. But also, I think it's a very satisfying show. You're going to watch one hour of it, and you're going to be like, that was. Very satisfying. You don't need to, like, binge watch it. There's not filler in it. Like, everything moves the characters in the story. And it's not, like... There's... You know, I don't know. Like, there's something about, like, newer TV shows where they have, like, three plots going on with different characters. five different plots going on. Five different plots. And so you finish one, and you're kind of like, oh, I need to see more. Because it wasn't, like, a complete story. Yeah. The way they wrap up each story is so satisfying. Yeah. That you want to watch more, but you're also like, I'm good. Because, like, that was a, you know, satisfying storytelling. It's all about storytelling. And they do it so well. And the music is amazing, too. Like, just listen to the opening credits. on it okay google rumple of the bailey opening credits they're so good i would i would say rumple of the bailey is really worth and i I don't know if tons of people know it about it now Mm -hmm. but it's it's really good cool so i would i would recommend that to you now wonderful starting now i will do so okay well i hopefully we'll get that card again because i have like now i'm like ooh, so many tv shows i could talk about maybe we should do just a podcast about me rambling about tv shows that's a whole separate well, because they, they have to all be divided. Like I said, you have Rumpel of the Bailey, which is like the, the standalone. Like, yeah. okay, I want this morsel. Yeah. And then you have shows that are running. Like, you have to keep watching for me. Yeah. Ones that you want to okay, keep. Okay, okay, okay. Keep whoa, running. Whoa. It's like The Prisoner, uh, like Poldark. Uh, you have to keep watching. And then there's uh, TV shows that I just watch before my, co- like, while drinking my coffee, like The Practice. Maybe we'll start a new podcast called Duck the, the, the TV show? Yeah, Ducks, Duck Flicks or something like Duck that. Duck Flicks, yeah. That, that would be fun. Yeah. Okay, well. Hope you are all pleasant. Yes, enjoy. Be quacky. <laughs> we hope you have enjoyed the Ducks Never Waver lunch break. If you would like to fill your senses with more Ducks Never Waver goodness, you can feast your eyeballs on Instagram and Facebook touch some of our beautiful pieces that we will ship right to your door by ordering them through Etsy. Or you can continue hearing us on this magnificent culmination of auditory recordation. Donation buckets are in the description for you to invest in the betterment of this podcast. We will work diligently to read and present interesting topics. Your hard-earned money will be joyously and gratefully spent to improve your lunch break.
want to keep your hard-earned money? And who doesn't? You can still support us and yourself by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing this 